There's probably something you should know about this place. This is the most uh, wretched, God-forsaken stretch of land in the face of the earth. And I'd never leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel about Twitter. (laughs) Where'd Thomas go? I don't know. That threw me off. Are we going to do this? Can you? Podcast? 100%. The sub beacon. (laughs) Oh, sub beacon. I think it'd be stupid of us to turn down an invitation, personally. Oh, yeah. I I just don't, like, know if you're... Off to the make time. 1836, Texas is part of Mexico, made up of settlers and English-speaking white folk, and uh, they didn't like the government. What else is new? Them Texans wanted to do things their own way. What else is new? So you take everybody's two favorite things, government and Mexicans. (laughs) And guess what happens? Huh? You should, in your words. All right, all right. Well, Generalissimo Santa Ana brung up 7,000 Mexican soldiers to fight against 186 Texan rebels at a place called the Alamo. And the Texans won. That's very inspiring. (laughs) Uh, I have a countdown. Can I do the countdown? Yeah, please. Um, Let me check. Yes. Okay, so uh, we uh, we're ready, guys. Yep, ready, I'm ready, ready. Okay, uh, countdown. How many weeks in a row have we been on air? Two. The one is silent. Tim. The one is silent. I learned that last week. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality, and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hello and welcome to this episode of the SSEU podcast, America's favorite true crime podcast. Today, we get to the bottom of a supposed suicide in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, and an intricate story about cartels, inept law enforcement, and car bombs. I am, as always, joined by Triple H's elder brother, the preaching man of the loincloth from Sioux Falls, North Dakota. Welcome, Chris. Chris H. Thanks, Thomas. Also with us from his vintage podcasting studio where the Texas Department of Health broke their instruments attempting to measure asbestos levels. It is the greatest comedic talent to come out of Texas. Hey, I put Steve... more asbestos in after they left. It is the greatest comedic talent to come out of Texas since Steve Martin made his on-screen de- debut in 1924. Hello, Ryan. He, you, took your, you took your hat off. He's from Texas. Yeah, it's getting hot. I was outside. I- and I had it on and then inside, inside, inside is hotter, is warmer than outside. Interesting. Um, and and I just did that experiment where I was wearing that and it, it felt good when I was outside. And then when I was inside, it was, hot. It was like, well, there's something not right here because now, uh, now I feel. Uh, as in regards to Steve Martin, I, I binged. Uh, great Texas comedians, and he came up. To, I clicked on his Wikipedia article, and I was surprised to learn that he's still alive. So, uh, are we, we talking about the TV... Steve Martin? He didn't okay. make his TV debut in 1924. <laughs> well, it would be amazing if you were alive. If he made a television, right. it would also be amazing to make a television to do debut before they invented, you know, the television. <laughs> he was he was ahead of his time. He was ahead yeah. of the technology. Uh, yeah, Thomas, it's... clearly you don't watch only murders in the building, which is a shame. He's, it's great. He's born in 1945. He's only 77 years old. Is that a is that a true crime podcast? It's it is a deconstruction show about true crime. But, but yeah, there you go. It's a deconstruction. Oh, okay, so it's so it's like our show. 
Yes, very much so. Yeah, we're, we deconstruct the podcast genre. Um, and then we, as we talk about movies about podcasts, you know, Thomas, not everyone who lives in Sweden, not every man in Sweden needs to have his own podcast. I don't think that's true. You you guys uh, mentioned uh, here uh, off off screen. Oh, you or, were describing off- vengeance when you were talking about what oh we were going to do. So you you guys mentioned off air that I I seemed relaxed on the big show uh, and and I think that it has a lot like like Chris I, I think you were onto this I think it has a lot to do with my shower routine you talked about Ben's last episode uh, but but I think when when you have to like wake up early and you have to perform go into the shower yada 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 you get on air and you're just you're ready to go pick that washcloth you you in the three in one and you lather down. You're ready, ready to record. Yeah, uh, I hope that was a bit by Ben. I, I hope, I hope Ben doesn't actually use three in one. Yeah, like what? Uh, what? What kind of? What is he Gen Z? Like what? What, what kind of Gen Zer three in one uses uh, three in one? Like surely, like aren't they? Aren't young people supposed to like like good things? You know, uh, like artisanal he, like uh, things. Like you don't use the same substance to wash your hair and your face and your body. That's insane. Yeah, he uses three in one, and then his and also, axe, and he's ready to go. Like, why not four in one? Why not? Why I, I can't you know how use that, it as how toothpaste that conditioner too? Like, works. Like, it... it's toothpaste. It's shave gel. It's um, <laughs> it's deodorant. You use it for everything. Anyway, I use it for motor oil. To, to get back on track, Chris, uh, you you recently could, could you tell us more? You recently had a traumatic car accident. Well, not all that recently. Um, <laughs> it was four that months kid ago. Had someone pump his brakes in in December, um, which is one, two, three, four months ago. Um, and it wasn't traumatic. Uh, I'm just pissed off at teenage drivers. Uh, it took me a month to get my car back out of the shop. Uh, and to you did. I don't think you ever explained exactly what the uh, what took place. Like, okay. what, what, what was you it? Know. That hill near your house it was not a hill oh, so okay. it, it like the insult to injury part is that i had strep throat and i was on my way to urgent care to see a doctor to get an antibiotic started for said strep throat and i'm sitting at a stop sign just waiting for i'm, I'm ready to turn it right onto a busy road and on this busy road traveling so i'm traveling north gonna turn east someone traveling east turning south uh, a teenager mind you um, there's a T intersection. There's freezing rain falling and the roads are icy. He takes a right at like 30 miles an hour, slides across two lanes of traffic <laughs> and slams into my door, uh, taking my driver's side mirror. So that's why the car is considered undrivable right now, because it has no driver's side mirror. So like changing lanes to your that's left optional. Is, is very dangerous. And um, the body shop is like, oh, sure. You know, um, like, because it's undrivable, we will fast track you. Well, I guess that means it takes a month to... I'd be driving around with just, like, a dented car for probably six months if um, if I weren't on the fast track. And worst part about it, I just got, like, a jury summit. Not a jury summit. I got a subpoena to show up at court because this kid didn't pay his bill. So I have to go be a witness oh. um, in court um, because oh. he didn't pay his, his ticket. Uh, right. Okay. But, but insurance is covering the body work, right? Like it goes. Insurance is covering it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a rental car. So, I mean, it's okay, but, um, I may have to, 
I right okay. So first rail car I had was a, a Toyota Camry SE. It's all right, sport mm-hmm. edition. It was all right. Um, I don't, turned... I don't. I don't. I don't think, regardless of like whether they put sport on a Corolla or not. <laughs> I, I still don't. It's I don't a think Camry, it not Corolla. Oh, Camry. Camry. Yeah, same difference. Okay, so Camry. Um, I turned that in because we went on vacation. Came back from vacation, and now we've got a Kia something. De Niro. De Niro. Smaller. Might have a number. Um, it came with uh, a bunch of eggs that you shove in. You no, that's not. See the the issue. Um, it's not an EV six. No, that's an electric. Not an car. EV. You, you, an you EV. wouldn't have that. Uh, the the issue with Kia and a lot of other uh, car makers is that they is were it like. Is that, that's not a number. Uh, is, is that a Hyundai, which is the sister company? They're terrible. They never named their cars the same. In the like in the US, you had a Sonata. In Sweden, the equivalent was an i forty or something. But it wasn't quite the same. But it was by sister company. You mean they come from the same country? No, they they share ownership. They own each other. Are you kidding me? The two car, Korean car makers are. Are, next, you're gonna tell me LG and Samsung are like the same company, <laughs> operating under different names. It's a K5. K5, think, the Widowmaker. They used to call it the uh, <laughs> Optima, I think, but now it's a K5. Uh, so here's the thing, though. Like, so insurance covers forty dollars a day for a rental vehicle. We've been driving that. Of course, I didn't get the insurance after we got the, all this snow. Um, another teenage driver on another street. Um, decides that the snowbanks are too high to see over. So instead of just like doing what a normal person would do and backing like slowly onto uh, the street when you can't see, like, okay, I'm going to just show myself like Frozen 2, show yourself back onto the street. He just, what he did is he just whipped out of his driveway. I think he like stood up, looked both ways. He's like, all right, eh, I think I have time. Gets in the car whips out of the driveway into like my lane. So I, I have to slam on the brakes and out of instinct, I swerve to the right and into the snowbank on the side of the road. And um, we'll see. What? I maybe have, I may be responsible, but, but because like technically first, first of all, he drove away. And so like, <laughs> I wasn't able to be like, dude, like this was really irresponsible. Like I was coming. If I, I would have hit you if I wouldn't have swerved. And the option was hit him or swerve to the right. And there's a snowbank there. Cause I just drive into a snowbank. And um, so there's a little broken fender there that uh, that I'm responsible for. That'll be fun. I mean, would there even be anything you could do? You could just even. I think insurance would say, yeah, I think insurance would say, well, like because you didn't hit him, even if he served into your lane, like it's so. So, so the lesson here is just fucking hit them, just Just like hit them, just drive straight. Don't don't hit the 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 relatively snuff so bad snowbank. Just you know, (laughs) just Uh, hit him. Yeah, I, I can't say- tell myself to do that though. Like in the moment, like there's an instinct that says, like, <laughs> nope, swerve away, avoid contact. So uh, my <laughs> my Kia is a 2022, and so it has the, the the bells and whistles and jingles, whatever you say in English. And uh, so that's what we I, say. Yep. Yeah, and and I've noticed, and I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out exactly how it does this. But if you're like in a parking spot or in a driveway, and you start to back up. It has like it has the backup camera, but then it also has like the sensors, mm-hmm. and it's like fucking magic. Like it knows if something's coming. It's so great. I love it. I, I could not yeah, drive a car. I mean, it's it. it's got one of those. Um, not exactly what a Tesla has, um, because Teslas <laughs> Teslas are kind of just uh, their their auto drive thing is kind of just taped together. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Like what they've just like. Because the 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 company that was making their auto drive, the company Musk was like out, out saying 
things about what their auto drive could do that were just not accurate. And so the company was just like, we're not making this for you anymore because you're going to get us in a lot of trouble. And so then uh, Musk spun it as, oh, we were always bringing the auto drive development under Tesla's into our own uh, warehouse anyway. We're going to do it ourselves anyway. We're not going to let someone else do this. We're going to do it. Yeah. they They had no one who knew anything about uh, auto drive uh, technology. And so it just is wildly he, unsafe. He, he could have, he could have like Twitter do it. But I, I realized, I realized how lazy modern cars make you. Uh, when, when I make the long drives up to my parents, it takes like 12, 13 hours or something like that. Uh, and you turn on the lane assist and all the warning things and, and, the, and the steering assist, Extra whatever hand it is. assist. Yeah. And you're like, you're just like sitting there. And you barely have to do anything except Adapt- the car. adaptive cruise control. So it like slows down yeah. if you get close yeah. to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and and the only thing that happens is that the car will beep at you when 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 you don't keep your hands on the steering wheel for long enough. Oh. That's like that's so, so I have to touch it sometimes. You really like having your hands free, don't you? Right. While you drive. You know what? A, a new key I can't help you with. It can't that's the auto train. jack feature. It can't potty train your children. Uh so uh Ryan, how how's that going? It's actually going pretty good because Lachlan has gotten to the point where he understands that because he still is kind of like in training pants but if he has to go to the bathroom he'll take them off before he goes but he doesn't always get go to the right place to actually go but he he's he does understand oh I have to go to the bathroom I don't want these pants on so I'm gonna take those off and then yes Chris hand hand and raise so when he gets the sensation, oh, I need to go to the bathroom, that's when he takes his underwear off? Yes. Okay. So he's in the backyard. Hmm. I feel a little rumble downstairs. Underwear I mean, come off. Done that and then yet, he says, where's I, the toilet? Well, I mean, he hasn't done that yet, but I don't think that that, I mean, maybe doing that right now. Uh, but, you know, we're, he's, he's less like out of our sight if he's outside. Um, so he maybe hasn't had the chance to do that. Well, let's say he's in the kitchen and he's like, Hmm, I'm, I'm sensing a little number two. Yeah, absolutely. He's done that. Pants, pants come off. He will just pants come off in the kitchen. Underwear come off. Um, and then it's like, then step one, take off all your clothes. Step two, locate a bathroom. Right. And it's that step two. That's the way I do it. (laughs) Hey, you learn from, learn from example. Imagine just like Lachlan working in an office when he's older, just <laughs> sitting at his desk. Oh, I have to pee, just taking all his clothes off and walking to the bathroom naked. <laughs> How you doing? How's your Friday? Sounds like a Will Ferrell comedy. Hey, looks like you're going to the bathroom. How did you know? You can always tell. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> he's just got the order of things wrong. It's his, yeah. We're, Does he we're wipe just before the, the or after now. he poops? The, uh, what was that now? Does he wipe before or after he poops? Like, how many things does he have out of order? Wash like <laughs> take off the pants, uh, wash your hands, wipe. Interesting then that you poop. think that he's doing the wiping. Not yet. And that's why you have to catch it quick because that could increase the the area that need to be cleaned. Are you he saying may, he misses he the toilet sometimes? Like he's just like whizzing on the floor. I'm saying he doesn't go in he doesn't sometimes he will just like go to a corner and just like be like, all right, this is this is a good spot. Every, everything's a toilet if you want it to be. I mean, he's so, just getting to where he's like. You are you know, finding dookies just diaper. like all over the house? Not all over the house, but I mean, it, sure. If if we just like let it 
build up, I mean, I suppose it would end up being all over the house, but you know, it's usually pretty quick. Someone sees because there's usually a scream on the floor. And does he ever do the like the I'm proud of this? I'm gonna pick it up and show my parents. Is that something children have been known to do? I feel like I've you seen know? it on movies and TV shows. I've never had a dog. Um, and here's the thing is like among the three of us, I'm like the most pro dog. Like Ryan punches dogs. Thomas revealed that like the most minor thing that happens to a dog, a, like, oh, it has fleas. We're taking that dog into the woods and it's not coming back. Um, okay. it's, I want to it's know not, shot in the not, head. Just, not just dogs, also cats. Also cats. Just Okay, <laughs> this cat's got fleas. We're, this cat's got ringworm. We're, does he, does he, you know, read them, read, or at least read them their sentence? What they've been yeah, like, read, read them their Miranda rights. You have to what write them silent. So, like, Thomas is like a vet. Like, like, I literally don't know what a veterinarian is. Like, 12 gauge shotgun is the pet doctor. You know, I have heard of, of, of veterinarians. Uh, and and the thing about them that struck me the most is how expensive they were. So I don't that that's never <laughs> going to be a thing compared to ammunition. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> but my okay. My understanding of dogs is um sometimes you can do you lay out paper and they learn to like only go on the paper first. And then is is that a thing? It, yeah, it is a thing. I've not. Or am I mixing that up with cats and like litter boxes? Anyway, like either newspaper. That's with dogs. There's puppy pads. You can buy puppy pads and uh, lay them down. And supposedly the dog will. uh, Newspaper or a a litter box. Ryan, we're just coming up with ideas. We want to help. Okay. So I've, listen, I have a New York Times digital subscription. I can (laughs) email you some articles. You could print them out, put them on the floor. Oh, I thought you were going to say put the phone down. Yeah, or like the iPad or whatever open you read it on. Open it up on the iPad. Uh, okay, I realize that you want to be helpful, Chris, but uh, we have a hectic schedule to get to. Okay, uh, all right. And, uh, and Ryan wants to issue an explanation to, to our listeners. Well, yeah, it's... I don't know if it's so much of an explanation because that would seem to suggest we owe them something. This is more just about my journey um, for self-improvement. Uh, so you're pooping in a litter box now. <laughs> the pads help. Uh, Self-improvement, yes. We've taken some time off and that I will I will acknowledge that is my fault. I've uh, been doing some... Wait, Thomas is applauding. I, I, yes, I've it's been, your fault, not his. I have, um, you know, been uh, acknowledging some things that I struggle with and um, uh, entered into some programs to... Uh, is is it you your know, inability uh, to decide, like to decide what hat you're going to wear? Well, I mean, I'm in uh, currently in 17 or 18 step programs, you know, for various ailments and are these uh, 18, issues that 12 I 12 step have. programs or one 18 step program? Oh, they're 12, uh, 12 steppers. Those are those are the alcohol folks. Uh, oh, uh, the steps vary in the programs that I am in, from you know up to you know 35. Sometimes it's only a few steps uh so it's you know it's, it's very different it's just you know all of most of them start the same acknowledging that you're powerless um but but you this. are saying but this, this the main, has been the, good for you right and the main one that has i've really struggled with has been the hardest um and a lot of people don't know about it but um i went off to uh detox and um uh, treatment for um and into golf course ball washer fluid addiction anonymous you know most people 
they don't think it's a disease. Uh, first off, it's just a compulsion. It's they, like depression. A lot of people, a lot of people don't even think that it's a, necessarily a problem. Is it in the DSM, or have you been fighting for that? Is that a? Um, you know, I'm still learning the acronyms um, for some of these things. Uh, but uh, I don't know if the GCBWFAA is in the DSM yet. Um, I'm not sure. It probably isn't because it's not recognized by uh, a number of, uh, you know, by doctors for one. We're really trying to get um, doctors can, to acknowledge that this is a. Can, can, you, can you name one doctor that acknowledges? I mean, there's a number of doctors in the program um, with us. <laughs> They do. Chris, you have a question? Because I've really got to get to the main portion of this, which is this is part of my treatment. Okay. Okay. But just to help me understand your compul- your addiction, you're addicted to doing what with the ball washer fluid? It's not confined to just one thing. It's ingesting it, using it. Okay. Various- so- sorry for interrupting, Ryan. Please, please go on. Hey, this, 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 he's, this, he started ingesting this, is like the, the yeah. one th- like what else do you do with it lubricant for various activities using the the ball washer machine itself for uh, a number of things it's just and it's and it's and we it's golf ball the golf balls the material once it gets in that fluid it, it is you know and it soaks in it's wildly addictive um you know and you know is a pop-up ad is how i got into it it's just like you know, all kinds of things just pop up when you're on the internet. And we're trying to get the internet stopped. But the intake was very intense. They made me just like give up everything. I had to give up my Fortnite Nerf hang glider. I don't know if you can see from this angle, but they made me um, cut off my rat tail that have been growing since I was 14. It has like freed up a lot of my day that I don't spend. I, I no longer spend hours wiping every time I have a bowel movement, you know, that's a positive. But the main thing that I wanted to do, um, I just wanted to, because I, I, I'm trying to be thankful and trying to acknowledge people that I'm thankful for. And going through the program with so many people, this golf ball washer fluid addiction anonymous program. Um, and so I just want to, I just want to read a list of people that I want to thank. Go on. Brant's Rollicks. Mammon Joel Osment. Kate Dukalax, Crip Dulles, Angie Harvey Oswald, Jessup Wetsmoke, Barley Skywalker, Krevin William Grishop, Nancy Ben Laden, Kick Batowski, Giselle Brady Bungeon, Millie Aldick, Vape the Dancer, Bill Hurt, the crew of the Disney cruise ship, the barely legal, not really. Ex-SAS double agent Kim Philby, William Nelson, Dane Judy Dillards, Annie Arbor, Jamal Waititi, Chuck Dickens, Dr. Trina Scholes, Kirk Huge, Daniel Aykroyd, Baron Trump, Cameron Dick, Phil Felch, William Nelson III, Goliath Hasbro. And then finally, I do want to acknowledge the GCBWFAA 
members we lost to this terrible disease in 2022 in memoriam mr t the horse bandolier hardshaw john f kennedy jr so in this 12-step program a 35-step program it's <laughs> there is no anonymous in this program uh i'm gonna have to look i may not have been supposed to do that I, I have never been more happy about having a pop-up ad blocker, by the way. I should have paid for a good one. Transition for this week. We have watched a movie. I had never heard of this movie before, before this week. Which not, is ridiculous. We, t- not we spent from, like hours talking about it online in threads that you are definitely part of. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Anyway, <laughs> I, underst- I understand that it is Ryan's favorite movie of 2022. Uh, and it is uh, directed. Uh, that's right. Only his favorite movie of 2020. I mean, hell, I had to uh, definitely it not mine. I, I it could barely remember it by the, by the time you watched it because you were saying things from it. And I was like, that's from that movie. So I right. did rewatch it. Uh, and so the director is uh, Blowjob Novak. Uh, what else has he done? He was in The Office. He was a writer on The Office. And then he was also an actor role. He wrote a TV show that I talked about like 10 years ago on this show. He's a really good writer. He's uh, also in that one, that one Jew movie, the Tarantino one. Yes, he is. Ryan, are you talking Uh, about Inglorious Bastards? What'd you say? Are you talking about the premise? Yeah, the the premise. premise. That's a good show. Yes, that is a good show. I don't know if I watched all the episodes, but the one with John Bernthal loves him. John Bernthal. That episode's good. And then we finish each other's sentences <laughs> the movie that we are talking about today is a vengeance from 2022 directed by uh blowjob novak also starring bj novak and it, written it had a smashing box office success do you guys know how much it made Three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, yeah. Oh, much more than that like 10 times that 4.4 million is that like 4. in 4 metric million. or something because 10 times three hundred fifty thousand is 3.5 million Right, I, I said something. It's in the ballpark, okay? Okay, play with right. me. So, was this released in movie theaters, or well, clear, what was clearly, it? if it made four point two million dollars? No, but I mean, like, was it premier? Was it there one of people those that net- showed up and paid <laughs> for it, and then they found out? It's, <laughs> this it's is not, not in theaters. <laughs> not no, okay, back. but we want. We I think, want this to I think go probably to the- a very, very limited release. Right, um, like you understand what I mean? Like, was it the there's Netflix no way of- thing where they put it on? Like, I don't know. No, it was not on Netflix. Us. It went there's, straight to there's no way of on knowing. demand, like pay, which is where uh, all of us watched it. How many theaters? It showed it. It opened in 998 theaters. It's a pretty July wide release, 29th, actually. 2022, it made 659 dollars per theater. <laughs> when it, it's I would last, like to know what the marketing budget was like seven dollars. <laughs> it's last week in the theater. It made. Fifty-one dollars per theater. Question: so, Did it? So, did they show it at South by? <laughs> oh, definitely. They showed it at a film festival, Tribeca. but I do not know if it was the West. Was Texas, it Tribeca? Yes, West, West Texas Tribeca. Film Festival. So, you can confirm that. I can confirm you're, that. You're confirming it. Okay, I'm confirming it. Hundred percent. Uh, Is that breaking news, or do people already know that? Hundred percent. I'm. I'm. I mean, I read it off Wikipedia, so someone knew it. I had never heard about this movie. I was like, Chris Ryan, what movie should I watch? And Chris suggested that I watch this one movie that's Ryan's favorite. Okay, I will. And I I realized we're going to get into spoiler territory, right? Well, actually, so uh, let's skip that. Uh, Let's say first, Chris, 
What do you think is the best part about this movie? If you were tr- going to try to convince anyone to watch it, hundred percent, hundred percent, the script. Damn it, the script! I had my amazing. hand up. I was going to answer. He for called him. on me. Right. What, what, what when I had say, a chance Ryan? to predict what your Ryan, answer was going to be, what, what I think were you I should. I was going to say the script because I've already heard him say that like uh, four times on another podcast. Well, I have. I haven't. So I realized when I rewatched parts of it today before the show. That was, that was that, a great pre-spoiler discussion of the movie. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's better than yours and Kirk's, where you guys got like you talked about almost everything in the movie. They're like, all right, should we go to spoilers? You weren't already doing spoilers because we spoiled the first like five minutes when you find out, you know, the whole you know premise of the movie. Like, okay. that's not a spoiler. The spoiler is the M. Night Shyamalan twist. I missed. Which is that M. Night Shyamalan is <laughs> was the director of this movie. And Bruce Willis, <laughs> that guy wearing the hairpiece was Bruce Willis the whole time. So I wanted to get to the fact that the first time I watched it, I missed the significance of the very first scene in the movie. So I th- I don't know what I did. I put it on and then I went to go get like a beer or a wine bottle. And then I came back to watch actually the second Did you have scene. to open it? I missed the first scene of the movie where the girl right, so is actually being dragged from the, the nodding donkeys and like out into a field trying to call someone. That seemed significant now, like in hindsight. So I want to talk about the second scene of the movie where we are given some very important life advice. Uh, and so John Mayer, DJ uh, Novak. Yeah. And so uh, I, I've written it. I summarized it for our audience here. Uh, so the life advice is that it's a world of infinite possibilities. Uh, cookie dough dough is popular because it is not finished it is just a suggestion it could be anything which you know is only something that two guys like smoking crack could say because like (laughs) no cookie dough can't be anything it could be (laughs) or cookies or or two guys whose options are burly whose options are turgid uh like john mayer says my my options are Early, yeah. my uh, option because he date, says because he says it has to be exercised like a muscle dating someone for more than a month is also just a suggestion and, and when it when it comes to travel you do not just pick the first flight you see you also you want to pick the best flight and so you also want to pick the best person the problem with finding the best person is that how are you going to find the best person for everything like maybe someone is the best emotional support someone is the best sex someone someone has the best job i don't know so maybe you need a lot of people and not just one flight uh, it is completely unnecessary to learn like uh, what someone's parents do for a living if they learn that they've gone if too you far. get that far you've gone too far yeah it's yeah. siblings far. like you don't need to hear about their siblings no, you, you only date only children or the oldest of three. <laughs> okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, it took me a second. Okay, I thought you were saying you should date uh, a child. Only date children. <laughs> only no, you're children. saying, you're saying- o- Only like, date only children. An, well, somebody they, who has he was no using siblings. that as an example as like, why would you need to know how many siblings somebody has? Yeah, but the way in, Thomas said it, it in, sound, they sound like a pedophile. Yes, like no, only I, date I children. They weren't saying you should only date those people. They were saying, why do I need to know how many siblings someone has? Oh, because I like I'm going to say I only date people with that are single children or only, uh, uh, you know, siblings of three or something like that. It doesn't matter. That's what they're the. Uh... And then and then and then finally, I, I want to leave you with this, this very deep insight uh, between best friends is that even Chris, even when I do not understand you, 
I understand you better than I understand anybody. <laughs> this is 100%. The script is perfect. That scene, and then we go into the next one um, where the, he says, can I make you a drink? And she says, <laughs> and he points to a giant bar. And, and um, she's like, no, I'll just have she a glass says, of white wine. Can you do a white? She says, no. She says, no, can yeah. you do a white wine? <laughs> And he says, well, and that's why that's why I asked if Thomas has to open it, because he says, well, I'll have to open a bottle. I would have to open oh, a bottle. She, for, she, she says, says, that's OK. Oh, OK. That's OK. Uh, go ahead and open it. I only want one glass. It's amazing. But also sad that like he's he's like irked that he has to like actually use a whole yeah. bottle of wine for yeah, this, this woman. That Like, uh, is this like random like sexed sexed now? Not sex, but sex encounter worth like, an entire bottle of wine. Like her name was you, Random House, right? Uh, in, in, in John Mayer asked, uh, is that is that is that does she work house at Random House publishing company or a Random House? In and and it was also the hair color Random House uh, brunette. That's what brunette. it was. <laughs> and then she showed up and she was blonde. And you changed said, your hair. You changed your hair. <laughs> She's like you, you noticed. noticed. And and the, and, and the, the, the How, other how's the book world? What what? <laughs> Never mind. And the other guy is trying to decide to go go home with uh, whoever it was, and then Kara question mark. And Kara question mark was much more exciting because it's like it's unexpected. We don't really no, know. No, I think way. he did a question mark and then an exclamation mark. Oh, that's that's oh. like she's like, do I like her? Maybe, but also she's hot. So, like, it's a signal. Well, I mean, he he is looking to seriously date two to three people. Yeah, like he's looking to to really get serious. Yeah, I was very 100%. impressed with John Mayer in that scene. And this is the first time I heard that that's actually John Mayer. Better with them, but I feel like other people would have done that too. Dialogue is just so good. Blowjob uh, meets uh, this this black woman who is some sort of big shot producer, right? That, Doesn't that's... meet her. He knows her. Like they're friends. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me and. Get... He thinks he's got this like meta explanation for America. Oh, um, right. And and essentially the movie is is kind of like a breakdown of, of his pre- pretense that so, like this guy, he doesn't actually have any ideas. He's as we learn later in the in the movie that he's he's a he's a he's a playlist guy. Like he doesn't actually like have anything original ideas. But like, what is it that he's seeking? He's seeking significance. Well, he already works for the New Yorker. Um. But like uh, New York, not every <laughs> yes, New York magazine. <laughs> Same thing. Um, not and she's and uh, Issa Rae says like not every white guy in Brooklyn needs to have a podcast. Like a he's podcast. pitching her a podcast, um, and yeah. she, she's like, "That's not an idea." Like what you're pitching is just like it makes sense to you because you think that the conversation that you just had with John Mayer was profound. Like that you were <laughs> like probing the depths of the meaning of life when you were just like two drunk guys, just like um they they couldn't realize that yeah. Like you don't have this 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 grand idea. And I think what makes the movie so good is that it skewers everybody. It's not like so BJ Novak isn't like, oh well, like here, you know, here's a uh a condescending uh, uh, missile from uh, right blue blue America to red America, like you guys are stupid. Like it's like yeah, uh, the common thread is we're all kind of <laughs> dumb, yeah, and selfish, and, and think that everybody else is is stupid for what they do, and that's why um, I know we're not there yet, but I did want to talk about like Ashton Kutcher. Uh, All right. How about how we talk how about we're supposed to... that when we get there? 
All right, let's go scene by scene. If you if you want to do it that way. Uh, Issa, Issa Rae, what, do you, what else do you have to say about her, Thomas? Uh, I mean, uh, nothing at this point. Uh, I, I do want to talk about the phone call that he gets in the middle of the night. BJ gets the phone call in the middle of the night, and, and I'm pretty sure that almost the first thing that the guy on the other, other side of the line says is, uh, this is the worst is- phone call you're going to get in your life. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I frequently, I start every phone call like that. Exactly, like who... Who wants to actually talk on the phone? So basically, <laughs> every phone conversation is the worst one because yeah. this could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, and yeah, so uh, it was from uh, the brother uh, played by Boyd Holbrook. Um, is he in other things? Of, yeah, he's awesome. in Narcos. Um, he was in the Wolverine movie, whatever the last Wolverine movie was. Logan? Uh, was it Logan? Uh, uh, yeah, Logan. He was in Logan. He was the bad guy in Logan. Yeah, I like Boyd Holbrook. He was in a show that didn't um, that only lasted one season that we liked a lot. But yeah, I like him. I think he's a good. He's in uh, also in the new Indiana Jones movie coming this year. He was in a Liam Neeson movie. Uh, <laughs> was he one really? Of the ones walking <laughs> through the tombstones or something like yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the brother of of, of this girl who that's weird because he doesn't look like a guy from <laughs> Liam Neeson movie who's passed away. He gets a phone call. Boyd Holbrook con- convinces Blowjob to actually go to Texas. This was a very weird Badgerson phone call. Guilts him. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm don't like, know why. I the only the biggest thing doesn't make, that right, I right. think is the problem yeah. with this is I don't think that there's any way. There's no BJ what's, no what's his motivation ever gone. What, why? Yeah, yeah. right. Because he wasn't. If he would have had the idea for the podcast before, sure, sure. going there and be like, oh, I'm going to go there for this. But he didn't. So, I mean, it's a small thing, but yeah, I don't see why he's. Right. Um, well, I mean, unless there... we're supposed to believe that like he actually is like, you know, does have uh, a conscience. Like, yeah, some, they uh, thought this was more serious. So like they if this yeah. is important to them. OK, maybe. I also maybe, think probably I part of him it, like but... want, wanted to be like a like a sociological tourist and go like, look at this sad sack yeah I, not I, sad sack but sad like yeah de- but it's depressing like the, the, the dude family. has yeah. never been outside of five boroughs like right right that, <laughs> I, I mean this is probably the weakest link in the movie but they need to get him to Texas. like it doesn't matter how they need they need they, to actually they need to get, get him, him there yeah to um i don't i don't i don't remember where in west texas are they i uh, way west like four hours west of abilene do you know where abilene five is hour, f- five hours west of abilene yeah I, I I don't like uh, where Lubbock well, territory, Midland, Odessa. I don't somewhere. Yes, I, it's got to be sure. one of those. They didn't. I didn't actually say, but yeah, somewhere they yeah. got Whataburgers. <laughs> they, what? There, there's always a Whataburger, and it's always it's right there. It's right there. Hundred hundred percent. It's right there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Anyway, so he goes to West Texas. He attends the funeral, and then of course uh, the brother has a request on him uh in the car driving i believe they are going to the airport here's a request huh i missed this part to ask what, for what did a, you say he did he asked he, for a bj he, no no he he, oh. asked, he asked for bj yeah, to get asked, vengeance oh okay oh Sorry, after I, the funeral after the funeral after the funeral yes. gotcha yeah uh, and, um, and, and BJ, before he decides <laughs> if he actually wants vengeance or not, he needs to get on the phone with this producer, director of podcast. Well, no, at first he's like, he's like, as a, 
<laughs> that's a value it's a of matter mine. principle. It's a matter of principle. I don't. I, I don't avenge vengeance. deaths. I don't do vengeance. I don't avenge deaths. Oh, I don't avenge and, deaths. And they also have an entire conversation about what actually is Texas. Uh, but that's maybe on the phone where he's like, "Oh, where are you located?" Yeah, because he says uh, uh, he's like, "Have you do you have you ever been to Texas?" And he says, "No." Are you close to Austin? And Austin's not I Texas. Remember what he says about Austin? No, because he says Dallas isn't. Dallas Texas. is not Texas. Texas. Yeah. Something about Austin. Houston is another country. Yeah, Houston is another country. I can't remember what he says about Austin, but something. Um, uh, you know, dismissive. I can't remember. Now. Uh, yeah, and so it takes 16 minutes before uh, Boyd Holbrook says the, the title of the movie, uh, Vengeance, <laughs> uh, to which uh, BJ, BJ is on principle opposed, opposed to vengeance. Uh, opposed to avenging deaths because he's not, just, not in a Liam Neeson movie. So maybe other forms of vengeance, but not deaths. Boyd gives him the idea. Um, I can't remember what exactly he says, but but as he's dismissing him, it's just like trying to say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Boyd like then like kind of switches and says something about it would make a great story or something like that. Yes. And that and, and that clicked because he's been searching for a story. And he's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, like, because he, crazy. He, he, in he, this... wants, he wants to make it big. Like he wants some sort of like yes. big story to put on a show because that's what she's told him earlier. Like you need, you need a story. This is already where I don't remember who says it first. Dead white girl. Mm. That's gold. Yeah, that's gold. That, that's that, what, that's what, what his producer says when, when he starts describing like, you know, this family, the, the brother, he, he thinks that somebody murdered her. He's like a conspiracy theorist. Like it's crazy. And he wants me to help him find the killers. And I should just like, you know, you know, record this, document this. And then uh, that's when he tells her about the white girl. She's a white girl. That's podcast gold. And uh, so she says, holy, yeah, this holy is a grail great of idea. Podcasts. Yep. Now, is is that what we need? Do, do we need a dead white girl? I think we do. I'm sure we could find one. Like, I don't think we need to actually Damn. like make a new dead white girl, but in sure Idaho plenty in to... November. So you, uh, I'm sorry. There's, like there's so three you, of them. So you've got one, you've got three. We we just want one. To, so like, if you went on a killing spree in Idaho in November, that does us no good. Okay. You guys not heard about those college students that were all killed in their yeah, yeah. house up uh, there? And uh, I I I don't really understand it. Like a, a bunch of like were it conservatives who went crazy, or, or was it just like people no, into true a... crime all started to have theories about it or something? I don't didn't yeah didn't they, didn't they find like they arrested a, a guy yeah yeah oh they've arrested him in they. There's like all kinds of DNA evidence there. The guy was a um, a PhD program for uh, criminal justice. The guy that killed <laughs> all of those people, and like he so was, he had like he put out really, on Reddit. It was like a his, really in depth research project that he just got immersed oh, that's, in. That's you should you should read the the survey he put out um, as part of his research project for like criminals. Two criminals who have committed violent crimes and just like all kinds of like, what did you do? What was the biggest mistake you made? <laughs> it's out. That's what it is. The next scene takes place at the family's house. They have a meal. They have a meal where the grandmother of the family gives the story, the history of Texas, of Texas. and talks about the Alamo where, where, where Novak chimes in with, and the Americans won. And then, then the Texans won. <laughs> They're like, do they, they say, teach math you where you're from? <laughs> 7,286 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think this speaks to Chris's earlier point that it, it's not it's not just making fun of rednecks. It's also making no. fun of city folk. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. I, I mean, yeah. G- BJ Novak would not even have any idea of what. Right. Of, like, you know, he Jane like literally had never. So he, he had never heard of like, he's, he's a playlist he, I mean, guy. He's a playlist guy. So like, he doesn't actually know what music he's listening to he just like knows he's heard of like curated lists (laughs) that are he's never actually read any of Chekhov's plays like he's he he tells them uh is it Kansas City yeah he tells her about Chekhov's gun and she and he's she's like I don't think any of his uh, any of his plays had a gun and she lists like several he's like oh I haven't read any it reminded me of neither of you guys are Whit Stillman fans but um the the conversation uh in Metropolitan that um the uh for like yearist uh, has where he's like, oh, I've never actually read Jane Austen. I just read literary criticism. <laughs> like that's B.J. Novak in a, in a nutshell. And, and um, also at the same dinner, uh, Boyd uh, Hoylebrook. Holbrook. Yep, Hoylebrook. Whatever. Boyd uh, is trying to explain why he stayed in this depressing wasteland that is West Texas, uh, and B.J. Novak, without missing a beat in that scene, says. Oh, that's why I'm on Twitter. For some unexplainable yeah. reason, he just loves it. It's great. It's I, the I worst, love... most godforsaken place, and I, and will never leave. For like the first half of the movie, I all I'm like, I could just be like, oh, remember that scene? That was so funny. Like, remember that scene? That was so funny. Like, remember that I, scene? That was so funny. I, I think I think it's more. I think it's more than half the movie. It's like an hour, two thirds, yeah, fifteen or something, up until the Whataburger scene. Up until yeah. the Whataburger scene, this movie is just five laughs a minute. Like, it's yep. really funny. Like, it's the dinner scene. It's the first scene. It's when he's trying to figure out why didn't law enforcement do anything? And you find out that, oh, it's in this tiny little area where it's no one has jurisdiction. overlapping, yeah. Yeah, or and everyone has like jurisdiction, but barely... no one has jurisdiction. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the fact that they don't, they don't even tell you what the kid is named. Like they just call him El Stupido. And then you find out, uh, oh, his name is actually Mason. The kid walks in with a loaded gun and <laughs> pointing it at him. He's like, can you unjam my gun? And BJ Novak's like, I don't know how to do that. And then the kid like breaks the gun apart. And he's like, and they call me a stupido. You know, remember what one of the sisters said? They're, they're not really a gun family. Kansas City or who's the other one? Yeah. Paris. Yeah. Paris. And, and then, and then uh, there's also the scene, are, are they at the game or are they at the bar or something where he shazams deep in the heart of Texas? Because <laughs> that's, he's that's at the rodeo. Yeah, the rodeo. 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 They're at the rodeo game. Yeah. And then, Which, uh, that's another great scene where like he where stands up, say, cheers for, of, yeah. for Austin, for university of Texas. He, he thinks like, finally, I'm going to get a win here. Like I've accidentally right. said, Texas is great. And they're like, are you crazy? Nothing happens here. Like, and then he's like, well, it is, you know, kind of bleak. And then they like freak it. Like he's like, can get nothing right. They so he's like, okay, I want to jump and cheer for university of Texas. Realizing that <laughs> we're in Texas. West, everybody they, hears. They, they, they are all, they are all Raiders. It turns out they're all Raiders fans. So that doesn't work. Uh, and and also in the rodeo scene, the, the, there's the flag thing. The six where flags. He, he's asked to guess what the six <laughs> flags is. And he gets five of them, right? Like it's Texas, yep. it's the US flag. And then, of course, the sixth one is the Confederate flag. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's talk about Ashley Kutcher now. Oh, well, um, this was it, T- tell yeah, us what he more is about first. his last speech. 
I don't think because and I only brought this up because Kurt Kurt, your brother, your brother Kurt. <laughs> My brother Kurt. Kurt Schlichter. Yep. He was like when you were talking about his last speech, we had how like there's like a lot a lot of truth in it. And what he was saying, Kurt was saying he didn't actually he didn't like it because he didn't find it all that profound or whatever. I don't think that we're supposed to uh find what Ashton Kutcher, his two speeches that he does at the recording studio and then at the end, I don't think we're supposed to think that he's profound. He's supposed to seem like he, he thinks he is. Everybody, he's he's portraying himself. Sure, like as he can profound, and there is like some truth in the things that he's saying. Well, he can break down. Like, like he can look at Ben and say, "I see you, Ben. Like you are a fraud. Sure. Like, and that you, is you, because he's a con man, and con men yeah. can." Like they, they can see people. Yes. Yeah. Um. He's running a he he he's running a scam in two different you, you know areas and and that's so um and that's his motivation. Like is is just he's just trying to make a buck. He could be doing anything, and what he really wants to do is just make a buck. I mean, I think he. I think like well, maybe more than make a buck, he can get possibly like prestige from that okay. recording studio if okay. you know things can. And, and I suppose, then, like, I suppose writers, the prestige... writers will come out and talk to him because he wants he wants uh, to be seen sure. as uh, I'm just a I'm just honest. I just call it like it is. That's all I am. I just uh, he like I just say the truth. That's that that's all I do. And that's like how he sells himself. That's how we kind of see him like that, especially in the recording studio scene. It's almost like we're supposed to see him as just like, oh, he's just, you know. Uh, a, I mean, a straight he, up guy who doesn't yeah, make yeah, assumptions I mean, and uh, he, he, do, he does try to to motivate uh, that one uh, lady singer uh, and yeah, get but her is that to, the sake is that to look good on the podcast like yeah so i could see that motivation of of like making dreams come true since 2018 oh, I mean, like it's like it's any, any things yeah, any national writer or podcaster who comes in will look at him and say you're you went uh you went to yale you could have gone anywhere, but instead you came home and you are making mm, dreams happen right. for these people who have no hope and no life. And so you say right. it's, in, it's that that's what he wants. It's not just the money. If there's success for if he motivates sure. her and she's successful, then he gets credit that that looks. Yeah, he okay. gets the credit for it. Thomas. Yes. But in that last scene, he, he does say like when he is talking about, oh, like you are going to out me as this villain. And in the beginning, I'm going to seem like and that, the villain. that's where he takes and, the mask and, off. Right. And, yeah. well, and, and and it's going to get out there in the culture. And when it gets out there he in the culture, everyone's everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to. He mm-hmm. says everyone's oh, going yeah. to have a take. Yeah. And, and the more he, the more outrageous that take, the better. The more clicks they're going to get. The the more fame yeah. they're going to get. They're going to yeah. be invited on radio shows or TV shows or whatever. Like everyone's going to have a take. And and I thought when I thought that, of course, I, I think about politics. Like like everything becomes politics. Everything becomes part of the culture war, and everyone forms mm-hmm. an opinion. That point in that scene when B.J. Novak reveals that he's been recording him. And he's just like, do you want me to say it again? That's where he drops the act. And because he thinks that he, him and BJ Novak are the same and they're both putting on the same act, both just trying to get uh, some level of prestige fame, but without trying to seem like we are, we're, we're not like the family that just wants to be famous, just to be famous, hmm. even though they kind of are, but like they're smarter than them. And they, we, we, we want fame for doing something or being seen to have done something that's important uh what rating do you give to vengeance i give it four whataburgers brian i give it a 
bullseye right through the broad side of the tent. Chris stole my rating. DJ Novak's so... first shot just went through the side of the tent. It missed completely. Chris stole my rating, so I'm going to give it eight spicy ketchups. Spicy so I, ketchup. I, like I said, I love like every almost every line of the script. I think it's brilliant and hilarious, um, and has acted well. But there's one particular couple sentences uh, that BJ Novak. It's an homage to um, to Liam Neeson movies, especially Taken. Uh, BJ oh, Novak doesn't. This. He doesn't. He doesn't say I have a very particular set of skills, but right. that's what he's saying. So well, like, oh, at the dinner table when when he's explaining like what he's good at. Yes, yes. There are some things I'm good at. I'm good at I asking the right questions. Connecting I'm good the at get, I'm good at getting people to talk, <laughs> and I'm so especially funny. good at drawing thematic connections <laughs> between seemingly disparate elements. And using that, they're like, what are you good at? Do you have a certain set of skills? Can you track them down and kill them? It's like, no. But seemingly disparate elements and using that to illustrate a larger point or theory. <laughs> so whoever, whatever is responsible for what happened to Abilene, I will find this person. <laughs> or this societal, or this generalized societal force. So and, he... I, and I will, what, what, what is he going to do, Thomas? Oh, I don't. I will find you. And I will, I will define it. <laughs> I will define it. <laughs> so he's, that's he's amazing. A really, I can't believe... a really lame New Yorker version of Liam Neeson. Yes, yeah. taken. Yes. Okay. I will, just, I will like, find lastly, these ideas, these abstract ideas. At the very end, the mom is the only one who, yeah, like has anything really profound to say, and is really just, you know. Uh, being being an honest person, uh, for the, for the most part, or trying to be, just when she's just like, I, I totally agree with what you guys said about how when she's just like, people say no regrets, it's yeah. all regrets. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. uh, we, uh, I still, I still have some things from this movie that uh, I want to talk about, some really funny lines, but we will do that in Afterglow. That is all the time we are giving to this episode. Thank you for listening. Please. Tune in again next week when we what? return. Next week? We're, we're back uh, next week? Holy it, cow. We're going to. Wow. It's great. I, I mean, no one's ever seen anything like this. All right. Well, light a candle. Over, I did put overtime light, light, in my contract, right? I get overtime. Light. Uh, you have a non-compete clause, right? Light free candles. <laughs> See you next time. The potential in this room is astounding. I love the potential, 100%. It's a world of infinite possibilities. Infinite. 100%. How many Ys do I put in hay at this time of night? Is it before 2 AM? Yeah. Two Ys. OK. Three is Thursday. Thursday. And one is Kurt. You know what I was thinking about? Cookie dough became so popular. It's because it's not finished. It could still be anything. 100%. Making cookies out of cookie dough is just a suggestion. 100%. That's what they say you could do. Right. It. And the same thing, like dating someone for more than a month is just a serving suggestion. 100%. Kara question mark, that means I don't remember where I met her, okay. but it's a question mark with an exclamation point, which means I should want to follow up. Let's see what the options are for Yes, thing. exactly that. That's the world that we're living in. You can just see what the options are for anything. Like with travel, you're not going to just pick the first flight you see. You want to see all the flights. That's a good thing. 
thing. You get the best flight that way. Why wouldn't you get the best person by looking at all the potential people? And how could you even expect to find one person who could fulfill all of your needs? It's easier just to find the most supportive person here, the funniest person here, the best sex here, right. the best advice here, the second best sex here. 100%. I don't ever want to go past knowing what someone's parents do for a living. If I know what someone's parents do for a living, I've hung too long. Right. We're like siblings. Like, why does anyone want to know about your siblings? Especially so early. Yeah. How many siblings? Has that ever changed whether you want to date somebody? It's like, yeah. I have two sisters and a brother. Well, hold well on. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You know what I'd I say? I only date only children or the oldest of three. They say, exercise your options. It's like a muscle. Options are like a muscle. Yeah. Some people are weak and atrophied, and they don't understand how to exercise their yeah. options. My options are burly and strong and turgid. 100%. People say guys like us are afraid of commitment. No, we're afraid of commitment to something we can't get out of. There's no such thing as fear of commitment. Fear of commitment is fear of regret. 100%. Or fear of intimacy. Please, I'm intimate with everybody. Do you ever wonder if you did find something deeper with somebody, if that would somehow be more meaningful? I do, sometimes. Like right now, I'm casually dating like six or seven different women. But I do wonder deep down what it would be like to seriously date two or three. Even when I don't understand you, I understand you better than I understand anybody. 100%. I love when we hang out. This is like, if someone were recording this, that's what my podcast should be. There should be like the sound of a stand-up bass playing under me right now. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I got one. Burnett Random House Party. Random House the publisher, or Random House, like, a random house party? Oh, Emily Vogue. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kara question mark, because I feel like letting the universe surprise me tonight. What a time to be alive. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100